Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, the Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the word, pray the word, study the word, proclaim the word, and live the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. May I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. This Sunday is the second Sunday of Advent, cycle C. The first reading is from Baruch. 5, 1 to 9. Jerusalem, take off your robe of mourning and misery. Put on the splendor of glory from God forever. Wrapped in the cloak of justice from God, bear on your head the mitre that displays the glory of the eternal name. For God will show all the earth your splendor. You will be named by God forever the peace of justice the glory of God's worship. Up, Jerusalem, stand upon the heights. 
Look to the east and see your children gathered from the east and the west at the word of the Holy One, rejoicing that they are remembered by God. Led away on foot by their enemies, they left you. But God will bring them back to you born aloft in glory as on royal thrones. For God has commanded that every lofty mountain be made low and that the age-old depths and gorges be filled to level ground, that Israel may advance secure in the glory of God. The forests and every fragrant kind of tree have overshadowed Israel at God's command. For God is leading Israel in joy by the light of his glory in his mercy and justice for company. The word of the Lord. The personal question, what are the enemies that have led the children away in this day? And how do you see God bringing them back? And how has this affected your family? Deacon Ken wrote, TV, sports, drugs, alcohol. And how did you see God bringing them back? Through prayer and activism on the part of the laity. And how has this affected your family? He, he said dramatically. Another book he wrote, drugs, pornography, booze, immorality. And God bringing them back through prayer, teaching, testing, and faith in God's word. And I wrote on this, social media has a big effect in drugs, sex, material things, alcohol, homosexuality, rebellion. These are all bringing our kids away. And how is the Lord bringing them back? Through his word in the church's outreach, such as evangelization and the love we show them. It hurts the family when one goes astray, but he draws them back through our love and mercy and speaking the truth to them. A little excerpt from the commentary on Baruch. The people were being encouraged to stand on the heights or the shoulders of those who went before them into exile and keep their faith alive by staying very close to God's holy word. They knew that no matter how difficult the times would get, their God would never forget them or abandon them. God is leading all of us, all of his people who are being oppressed. The people in today's reading knew that. And in today's world, that same God makes the same promise to his children of today. Jesus Christ is the light that has broken the darkness. And we follow him in his justice and mercy and finally in his glory. The second reading on the second Sunday in Advent is Philippians 1, 4 to 6, 8 to 11. In every prayer I utter, rejoicing, as I plead on your behalf at the way you have all continually helped promote the gospel from the very first day. I am sure of this much, that he who has begun the good work in you will carry it through to completion right up to the day of Christ Jesus. God himself can testify how much I long for each of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. 
My prayer is that your love may more and more abound, both in understanding and wealth of experience, so that with a clear conscience and blameless conduct, you may learn to value the things that really matter up to the very day of Christ. It is my wish that you may be found rich in the harvest of justice, which Jesus Christ has ripened in you to the glory and praise of God. The word of the Lord. The personal. Who do you long for with the affection of Christ? Deacon Ken wrote in one of his books, An Intimacy with God and Marie. In another book he wrote, for the Holy Spirit in his power in prayer and study of the word. I have my God. I long for my God, my late husband, my children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren, my family, friends, and neighbors. For another personal, give specific examples of how you have glorified the Father. Deacon Ken has. Every time we practice on loving our neighbor, we glorify the Father. Another book, our Bible study, our NFP center, and another book, my example of scripture teaching, preaching, and practicing what I preach. And I have, through Lexio Divina on the gospel for the upcoming Sunday, through sharing the word of God and acting upon it and doing the podcast, through St. Dismas Guild and the love I do these things with, through developing a personal relationship with Jesus through the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study, as my relationship with him has been growing through doing the study, my trust in him has grown. I glorify the Father by loving his son, Jesus, and loving others as he loves me. An excerpt from the commentary on the second reading. Paul is seeing the life of every Christian as a sacrifice ready to be offered to Jesus Christ. We are called to make our bodies a living sacrifice, acceptable to God, Romans 12.1. The task of the Christian then is to make his life fit to, the, to offer to Jesus Christ. Only the power of the Holy Spirit can empower us to do that. Paul tells us that we are also partners in grace. We are to share our common debt to God for always bestowing on us his healing, saving grace. It was Paul's prayer for his people that their love would grow and grow. To love is to know and to know is to learn. When we learn, we discover truth. And truth is Jesus Christ, yesterday, today, and forever. The gospel for this second Sunday of Advent is Luke 3, 1 to 6. In the 15th year of the rule of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was a procurator of Judea, Herod, Tetrarch of Galilee, Philip, his brother, Tetrarch of the region of Ituria, and, and Trachonitis, and Lysanias, Tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, 
the word of God was spoken to John, son of Zechariah, in the desert. He went about the region of the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance, which led to the forgiveness of sins, as is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a herald's voice in the desert crying, make ready the way of the Lord, clear him a straight path. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be leveled. The windings shall be made straight and the rough ways smooth. And all mankind shall see the salvation of God. The word of the Lord. Some questions from the gospel and the bread of life Bible study for this week. What did John do throughout the whole region of the Jordan? The answer is that in Luke 3, 3, but also in Matthew 3, 1 and 2, when the John the baptizer made his appearance as a preacher in the desert of Judea, this was his theme. Reform your lives. The reign of God is at hand. And Mark 1, 4 says, thus it was that John the baptizer appeared in the desert, proclaiming a baptism of repentance, which led to the forgiveness of sins. What leads us to repentance? Romans 2, 4 says, his kindness and forbearance. And what does godly sorrow produce? And what does worldly sorrow produce? 2 Corinthians seven ten says, godly sorrow produces a repentance without regrets leading to salvation. And worldly sorrow brings death. What has the Lord made known in fulfillment of what was written by the prophet of Isaiah? And what has he revealed to the nations? Psalm 98.2 says, the Lord has made his salvation known in the sight of the nations. He has revealed his justice. A personal question. How has the Lord revealed to you personally that you have been saved from your sins? And how have you come into godly sorrow or repentance for your sins? Deacon can answer this by his kindness, by the way my life is changing. In another book, he said, his word is truth by the good fruit I have been experiencing. And I answer that question through his kindness. He he revealed to me areas I needed to repent in. And he came to me with his love and forgiveness. He lifted depression from me. By admitting my faults and sins and going to the sacrament of reconciliation, it opened the door of my heart to receive his grace and be loving to him and my brothers and sisters. I can more easily forgive others when I have been offended. Also, by listening and obeying his word. The commentary. Today's gospel sees it fitting to announce that in the loneliness of a terrible desert, the good news of salvation was available for all those who repent. We see that Pilate, Herod, and Caiaphas were the most powerful leaders in Palestine, but they were upstaged by a desert prophet from Judea. God chose to speak through this loner, John the Baptist, 
who has gone down in history as the greater than any other, any of the rulers of his day. Even today, we often judge by the, our culture's standards, power, beauty, wealth, education. As in John's time, amidst the re- really special people through whom God works, greatness is not measured by what we have, but by what we do for God. We can be like John the Baptist and give ourselves entirely to God so his power can work through us. Mother Teresa has a saying that is very appropriate to our world today. Unless life is lived for others, it is not worthwhile. John the Baptist's whole life was lived to tell others that the time to repent has come to all. We must realize that repentance has two sides, turning away from sin and turning to God. Repentance does not mean I am sorry. It means change. To be forgiven, we must repent. We just cannot say we believe and then live any way we want to live. Nor can we simply live a good moral life without reference to Christ. Forgiveness from sin is the message of repentance. Determine to rid your life of any sins God points out to you and put your trust in him. You will be living for others because knowing you are saved makes your, your life worthwhile. Gonna, we're going to go on to the psalm, which is for this week, Psalm 126, 1-6. When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like men dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the torrents in the southern desert. Those that sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. Although they go forth weeping, carrying the seed to be sown, they shall come back rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. What is the Lord saying to you personally through this psalm? And how can you apply this to your life? Deacon Ken has, the Lord has done great things for us in his application. I will try to be positive and helpful to all I meet. In another book, he said, Those who sow in tears will reap with cries of joy. His application, compassion for others, will lead them to the compassion of Christ. And I have. He restored me by his death on the cross, by taking my sins and granted me love and forgiveness of sins. My application, by witnessing with joy what Christ has done for me. The application this week. The first reading shows that those who refuse God's gift of salvation become spiritual refugees. The second reading reveals joy is the infallible sign of the presence of God. The gospel reveals that God calls on ordinary people to do extraordinary things. This week, show your family that Advent is a time of changing, watching, and preparation. Let the message of John the Baptist touch your heart and repent of your sins. 
Right now, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what needs to change in you. Write down what it is. And if it is several areas, take one at a time. Share your journey with a non-judgmental person. You are that ordinary person whom God has chosen to do extraordinary things. Pray thank and accept from God the miracle that is going to take place in your life this Advent season. Let us close with prayer. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us from your word the power of kindness and gentleness in bringing others to you. We thank you that we need to repent and change and become more loving with other people. Thank you for that message, Lord. You're the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.